You're listening to the Old Langford History Podcast. I'm your host, Sue Harper. This is episode one, the original cabins of Langford Lake. In this episode, I reveal what is known of the original cabins that were built in the late 1800s and early 1900s at a location that at the time was quite difficult to access. Descriptions of Langford Lake and early log cabins built in the area provides a very interesting look into times gone by. The area has changed dramatically through the years from wilderness to what we are now witnessing in the present day as unrelenting urban sprawl. In the early 1900s, Langford Lake was a wilderness and prime area for hunters and fishermen. Access was an arduous journey along a dusty wagon trail with the lake largely hidden from view by tall stands of old growth forest. Local Victoria vacationers would largely ignore the area, instead using the ENN railway to travel to the popular Goldstream Resort. But those that did travel along the pothole dirt wagon road gave us a glimpse of what Langford Lake and surrounding area was like. Dense stands of fir, cedar, and alder stood between the lake and the road. However, old timer John Carlo reminisced about those times to the local newspaper, The Daily Colonist, and spoke of, a, of an inviting access at the bottom of a hill just below Castle Service Station. He said, My father used to bring me down to the humpback road to this grassy spot for a swim. Our house sat right behind the top end of the present reservoir. That was around 1899. As for the rest of the lake, it was a wild kind of territory. There were big cedars lying everywhere. I always figured it was the wildest looking place you could see, like an African jungle. This untouched area offered such exciting bags, a hunting term, that the genteel proprietor, Mr. James Fayer of the Goldstream Inn was highlighted in the Victoria Illustrated Magazine in 1891, which stated, in addition to the magnificent strolls around the house, the stream and woods in the vicinity about with trout, pheasant, grouse, deer, bear, and about anything a huntsman would desire. Mr. Fair himself is an ardent sportsman and is always willing to accompany his guests on a hunting expedition. He is a young man, a large property owner, and has bought 1,000 acres of fine lands, of which he has 100 acres under cultivation. There is no doubt that such descriptions stimulated interest in hunting in the Goldstream, Mount Skirt, and Langford Lake area. Sometime in 1903, black bass from the east had been added to the lake, and it looks as if they were spawning well. It was mentioned in the Daily Colonist on June 24, 1908. A number of black bass have been caught at Langford Lake. The spawn of these was laid there about five years ago. This has been long enough for the development of some handsome specimens. Although lodging was available at the Goldstream Inn, some hunters and fishermen would have obviously longed for their own cabin to be closer to their prey and away from the more stuffy atmosphere of vacationers. It seems common sense that small hunting cabins and shacks would have been built around the area. One of the first cabins to appear on Langford Lake 
was built by a man by the name of John Barnsley. Barnsley was born in Birmingham, England, and immigrated to British Columbia in the 1880s. He owned a sporting goods store in Victoria at 1321 Government Street, known as Barnsley and Collister Sporting Goods and Gunsmiths. He was able to acquire a large acreage at Langford Lake. His property ran north and south of Goldstream Road and including 300 to 400 feet of water frontage on the Malahat side of the lake. On the high part of his property, he built Langford Lodge, which overlooked Langford Lake. With probably all cabin builders of the time, Barnsley would have used materials from the forest to construct the lodge. With the dense forest, fir trees would have been felled in the area that he wanted to build. The cabin itself had two impressive features, a floor-to-ceiling stone fireplace and spacious main hall. From known descriptions, a lot of thought and care went into the fireplace, which dominated one end of the living room and more than likely heated the entire house. The Barnsleys enjoyed not only the hunting of grouse, quail, pheasant, and deer, but also swimming and fishing in Langford Lake. Sometime around 1911, Mr. Barnsley joined the Bosquith Brothers Steamship Company and decided to sell his entire acreage to a woman by the name of Mrs. Elizabeth Powers. This property, with more than 400 feet of water frontage, never changed hands until at least after 1970. In 1907, the government subdivided the entire section of Langford Lake on the north and south side of Goldstream Road from John Barnsley's property to the existing Lake End Road. One of the first to take advantage of this subdivision of land was Jacob Hassenfratz, age 47, from Switzerland, who bought 10 acres on the Malahat side of what at the time was Ray's Auto Court up to Lake End Road. His property crossed both sides of Goldstream Road, heading up Mount Skirt for 1,000 feet or more, and gave him 300 feet of waterfront. Ernest Hassenfratz, Jacob's son, commented on the price his father paid for the land, quote, all of that for only $300. Ernest, his brother Herman, and their father Jacob cleared a spot for a small hunting cabin. In 1970, Ernest reminisced. I remember helping to cut the trees, stuffing the chinks with moss, and making the shakes for the roof. The deer were for the taking, so we named it Deer Lodge. In the winter, my brother and I went out to the lake with two of our friends, Peter and Bill, and we hunted Mount Skirt. We didn't have to go far to bring in willow grouse, you know, the small undercover birds, or the larger blue grouse and quail and partridge, and well, as I said, the deer were everywhere. During the summer months, the Hassenfratz family would stay at Langford Lake and invite friends to the lake as well. In 1970, Herman's wife Ivy recalled that if a horse and buggy wasn't available for transporting their friends for weekend trips, their picnic parties would take the train to Colwood Station then walk along the long dusty road, carrying their baskets and bathing suits to Deer Lodge. Information supplied by Ivory in 1970 for a daily colonist article stated that, 
If you drove along Goldstream Road, you would have found Deer Lodge well hidden by trees just before you came to Lake End Road. Another person enticed the lake by the wildlife and fishing opportunities was a man by the name of John Wenger, Sr., also from Switzerland, who owned a jewelry store at 623 Yates Street. His son reminisced about those days. Father bought our property in 1908. The Hassenfrass were settled further along Goldstream Road, and Benny Thomas, too, was already at the lake. Their cabin was almost certainly one of the earliest on Goldstream Road. Apparently, he would also rent small boats for use on Langford Lake, perhaps for duck hunting and fishing. John was quoted in 1970 as saying, As for hunting, I shot grouse, many grouse, the willow and the blue, and quail, real mountain quail, not the California. The mountain quail, well, they're twice the size of the California species. Not only did we hunt on Mount Skirt, but we also poached on Pooley's farm. Mr. Pooley's property was well stocked with pheasants, and he was a hunter himself, you know. I used to poach on the lake end of the property and knew the exact time the game warden would pass along the trail. He caught us a couple of times. There used to be a little lake lying southwest of Langford Lake. You know it was a boggy land. Wild cranberries grew there. We used to pick them, and we named it Cranberry Lake. Another cabin stood for years on the corner of Lee Road and Goldstream, called the Teddy Bear Cabin. Four hunting companions shared that cabin. It is believed that Jim Mansell and Chris Hodgkins were the owners, with Jim Dackers and William Blake helping to build the cabin. As with the other cabins, they used the surrounding fir trees to erect the 16 by 20 foot cabin. William Blake's son, Hudson, remembered. As a boy, I used to sit on the bunk and entertain myself by pulling out the moss between the chinks, and this angered my father. The name Teddy Bear Cabin was painted in red and green above the door. If anyone peeked through its two front windows, their feelings of make-believe would have been enhanced for a large crystal chandelier, the type you'd only see in a hotel lobby, hung from the roof. The teddy bear cabin, along with all the original cabins of Langford Lake, are now gone. The area is becoming increasingly developed and clear-cut as the pressures of urban development have increased through the years with no limits. Bears, deer, cougars, quail, owls, bald eagles, and other wildlife, and even the lake itself, have all felt the impact of the removal of the natural environment. The tall, splendid trees that once hid Langford Lake are being felled for roads, highways, and houses. The mountains surrounding Langford Lake are being scraped bare with no consideration of the natural environment or climate change. All we are left with are past memories and photos to remember Langford Lake as a wilderness getaway along a long, dusty wagon trail.